Sir, comma, cause effect, ethics, mangoes. What do these all have to do with uh, one another? Well, I'm going to share a story. You're going to have to come with me, lend your imagination for a moment. I don't know why it's a story of a mango, but that's what's been running through my mind. Have you ever thought about the price of giving up the price of the mango? What the, or maybe the cost. We've thought about the price in money terms, but have we thought about the cost of eating a mango? What do we give that is fundamentally of ourselves in order to have the experience of, of eating a mango? So, like all good stories that um, involve eating a mango, I've just run out of light there. Give me a second. How embarrassing. So, like all stories that involve eating mangoes, they begin with a thought, an idea, a craving, an urge. And from that very moment, just by having the thought, we've started to wire together some of our neurons that are firing together. This concept, neurons that fire together, wire together, is such a beautiful superficial physical manifestation of what happens when we give something energy and so from the moment we start to have thoughts about eating a mango we have started to ingrain our thinking in a certain way so our we're more likely to now have future thoughts of mangoes and so we've given some of our mental self over to the mango before we've even tasted it. What happens after we have these thoughts? Well, if we're going to eat a mango, we need to pursue a mango. So we act. We act on these thoughts. We act towards the mango. And what drives our movement? What drives our action? Well, it's the, it's the same nervous system which produced our thoughts. It's the same mechanics, chemistry, neurons that fire together, wired together and we're gonna groove in certain neurological pathways more deeply so that in the future however subtly we are now going to be more likely to find ourselves responding to thoughts of mangoes and then we're also more likely to find ourselves in situations of pursuing mangoes. We've made that behavior more a part of ourselves. Neurons that fire together, wire together. I'm just using that concept because it's such a nice tangible uh, fact that represents what happens when we give energy to something. Now we eventually get to the point of enjoying this, this beautiful mango in the story. And... From the minute we lay eyes on it, to smelling it, tasting it, feeling it, chewing it, it's a flood of information into and through our system. 
it's stimulating all kinds of responses in our body that um, from transmitters, communicative uh, secretions, whether it's our metabolic or endocrine hormonal response, whether it's um, whatever it is, our mechanical actions of digestion. And most of what drives those actions and reactions are either our nervous system, which like I said, every time it responds, it's wiring in and becoming more of that thing that it's doing. Or it's our genes that are reacting to the information. And genes seem to behave in a very similar way to these neurons that fire together and then wire together. Genes that we activate tend to then activate more. So if we are stimulating our genes in response to this mango eating experience, then we are adding to the accumulative sum of information that's determining our development going forward. So it's becoming a part of our genetic expression, however small, however subtle, it's a non-zero effect. And then we eventually get to the point of breaking down this mango uh, for parts. And we use its parts to build structures within ourselves, vitamins, minerals, to facilitate processes in our physiology. So its energy, the mango's energy, has become our energy. All of the information of a mango has imprinted our nervous system and our genetic expression and then we have used the structural components of the mango to build our own structural components for our body and its mind and then we finish the mango and we move on and then we're more likely to find ourselves in the position at the beginning of the story of having thoughts of mangoes, of acting on those thoughts of mangoes, and then, of course, eating the mango. So this experience of having, of eating a mango is nothing like we think of it, which I think previously I've definitely viewed myself as a fixed, separate entity moving around the world, having these experiences and having my effect, applying my force onto the world. But... I'm largely unchanged by this process and I do the doing um, and I have the experiences and then I leave it behind me and I move on. But this very silly and simple example of the mango eating experience, I've tried to show how so much information and energy moves through us on so many levels and leaves an imprint afterwards on what we are, how we are, and what we are becoming over time, who we are becoming over time, our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions, our physical structure. Now, compare this very simple and superficial example to things like how we eat in general every day. All of the food we are constantly consuming. And for once, let's now consider not just doing the eating of the food but the eating of the food doing us what we do does us too this is the um, 
this is the strong theme through this message is understanding that we don't just do life but everything in life does us too and we extend this idea further to things like what relationships we choose to be in and what a significant avalanche of information that is continuously for long periods of time what work or vocation we choose what thoughts we entertain every day what physical activities we do all of these things are a monumentous amount of information shaping who and what we become over time and this brings us to the the reason why this is important to understand and i've just realized that there's nothing i can really share about nutrition movement psychology eat move meditate without us being on the same page of this idea first because how we make our decisions about what to eat how to move and how to navigate our psychological space is based on this reality that in order to cultivate the situations that we would that we desire we have to set up the conditions that will take us there cause and effect cause and effect are inextricably linked and we can't experience anything for which we haven't accumulated the causes we haven't accumulated all of these inputs to produce the output that we want and we can't by willpower or good luck or magic disconnect ourselves from all of our previous inputs and move us into a new output so this is cause and effect this is what i believe is the at the base the foundation of the teaching of karma is understanding that everything we are experiencing right now is the sum total accumulative consequence of everything we have done experienced decided um up until now and for us to have any different experience in the future we have to align what we are doing now as causes to create that consequence or the desirable consequence so karma cause and effect action reaction this seems to be a law of nature in general a law of nature in this corner of the the galaxy of the universe and i believe this is what karma means at its root not justice it is a kind of natural justice but not a righteous uh, personified uh, version it's one that is constantly in balance causes and effects now in order to to do to share the future information with you that i want to share like i said how is this relevant to eat move meditate to optimal health and if we just consider these domains we're talking about eat we're talking about move we're talking about 
meditate. Right. This is the flow of energy and information through us. Typically, energy is coming in to us through our nutrition. And then we express that energy through physically, through all of our bodily movements, from uh, speech through to yeah, all kind of, any physical action. And then we also express this energy that we now have through our psychology, our thinking, and uh, our, the experience of our consciousness. And this flow of information through us, It's that's well. It's two things. It's it's energy, and that's the potentiality, and it's information. That's what gives it structure, or the structure gives it an informational uh, facet. And there's no stage of this process of this flow of energy and information through us, through into us through our nutrition, and out of us through our movement and thinking, or into us through our thinking, however we choose to look at it. There's no moment or stage of that process where we are not being shaped by the process. Just as much doing at every step of the, the journey, there is us being done. And we then, this moves us towards, you know, the, the bigger idea, which is what underlies each of these, right? How do we decide how to eat, how to move, and how to meditate? And it's, of course, in a way that, well, how do we create the, the, the optimal conditions now to experience the most desirable just now future? And so this study of, of optimal action, this is ethics, and how we will understand it here, how I am talking about it is simply to avoid harmful action and to adopt beneficial action and when we look at each of these eat move and meditate we will be sort of we will be looking at them through this lens of what actions are we performing that are harming us and what actions are we performing that are uh, healing us or benefiting us and as we go through analyzing each of these this is the framework the thinking we are going to use and why are we going to adopt the framework of ethics well that goes back to what we've just discussed cause and effect the, the, fund, the fundamental fact of our experience, the cause and effect, demands that we implement ethics in our behavior so that we can study and understand and execute optimal action, action that, action that is the least harmful and the most beneficial, and we will move into both for ourselves and for others. So this is... This is where it stands in the picture. We're often going to think back, refer back to cause and effect and karma and the story of the mango. Useful, I hope. So, yeah, I hope that's useful. That's my understanding of cause and effect and why it's so relevant to everything we're going to be talking about. What I want to share with you now before you head out is I made some channel art today. 
my new um, YouTube channel art. Give me a second. Here we go. Let me know what you think. Hey, I think it's beautiful. A little bit of funky moving from centralized healthcare to decentralized health. Eat, move, meditate. You are the medicine. Let me know what you think. If you have any suggestions, um, I think it's badass. And um, yeah, before I let go of you, please just um, know that this understanding of karma, cause and effect, um, I have to thank the teachers at what seems to have previously been GnosticTeachings.org. Uh, now Glorian, I don't know if it's .com or .org, um, and it's ba based on the teachings of Samuel Einvior. That is where I have uh, been able to reach some level of clarity on some of these ideas, and today this this understanding of karma. So yeah, I'd like to thank that source of information and for anyone who wants to go much deeper into topics like karma cause and effect ethics uh, and so on um, that's the place to go get hold of me if you can't find it and i'll be glad to to connect you yeah other than that thanks for listening and yeah we're still going to be covering a few more fundamental foundational concepts in the next few videos because i'm just seeing that a lot of what i want to share is meaningless without these foundations thanks for sticking with me through the light off and everything so yeah i appreciate you see you soon <laughs>